chapter 1, verses 1 to 18. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light. So that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light. But he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into this world. He was in the world. And the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own. And his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name. He gave power to become children of God. Who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man. But of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory as of a father's only son. Full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out. This was he of whom I said. He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Thank you so much to every single one of you who took part in making that reading. We love you guys. Thank you for being part of that. Um, and you will have seen that this is a profound and mysterious uh, passage in the Bible. So we're going to take, as Carl said, a couple of weeks to think on this passage together. And we're starting tonight with the first few verses and looking at Jesus as word. Now, you may have seen in the papers uh, that at this time of the year, the Oxford English Dictionary usually tries to come up with a word of the year. And the word of the year is supposed to reflect how language has adapted and developed during that year. But this year has been so crazy and our usage of particular words has been so altered, not just the words we've used, but how we use them, the way we use them, that the Oxford English Dictionary have been unable to choose any one word as the word of the year. A rival dictionary apparently came down on lockdown, but the Oxford English Dictionary decided to go with a number of words and phrases, one, of course, being unmute, and a couple of phrases in particular like follow the science and flatten the curve. We know, don't we, that words matter, that words are powerful, 
that they are creative, they're transformative, they are relational. And something happens when you use words. John wrote me a letter after we had tried to be in a relationship on and off, mostly off, to be fair, um, for a number of years. Uh, I was living in Hong Kong, he was in Uganda, and pretty much out of the blue, he, he wrote me a letter, and in the letter were these words, I think I still love you. I sort of slightly rebuffed him at the time, but of course my heart nearly jumped out of um, my, my chest because I was so um, surprised, but also glad to see those words um, in a letter from John. And that changed everything. We, we know, don't we, that words have power to change things. You're fired. I have some bad news for you. I believe you. Congratulations, you've passed. I will be there. I give you my word. Do you see what a powerful privilege it is to use words? What a gift that is. If you think for a moment, what were the most impactful, freeing, life-giving, powerful words that have been spoken to you? Then multiply that impact by, by infinity and you will get somewhere towards what John is getting at when he calls Jesus the Word. He's the Word of all words. Let me read to you again these first few verses, because we're going to ponder these tonight. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life. And skipping down to verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh. In the beginning, in the beginning, John is calling us back to Genesis, to the first book of the Bible, to the account of the beginning of everything. <laughs> in the beginning, John, uh, God speaks the creation itself into existence. God's word has the power to speak to things that are not and to call them into being. He has the power to speak to chaos, to formlessness, to emptiness, and to create order and fullness and form and beauty and goodness. And that creation, we read in this account in Genesis, that God says, let us make humankind in our image. And he formed humankind out of the dust of the earth and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. And Genesis 2, 7 says, and man became a living being. So in the beginning, God's word goes out and gives life to humanity. And now, 
John wants us to understand in this gospel that it's happening again, (laughs) that this is another beginning, that in Jesus, the word, God is recreating and his word is going out and giving life to humanity, not biological life, but eternal life, life that is in and beyond time, life that is in God and through God and of God, life that renews everything, body, mind, and spirit. And in verse 4, John says this, in him was life, in him was life. And those four words can't really hold the significance of the meaning of in him was life. The one who created life itself, the one who is life, is coming among us. Now at Christmas, many good things happen, but one bad thing happens and that is that we, are, we tend to think about the Christmas story, these, these accounts of the, of the birth of Jesus as a baby. We tend to start thinking of them as if they're a fairy tale. This, 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 this is a mistake. <laughs> this isn't even the story of a good man or the story of a wise teacher. John needs us to know that before the beginning began, Jesus already existed, that he is God, uncreated, eternal, all-powerful, the source of all life. And here's another nugget of theology from John. Jesus is God, and yet... John says he is distinct within God. He is God's word. He's the agency by which God created the world. And he is re-released now as the agency of God in human form. He is the ultimate expression of God in the world. And the writer to the Hebrews puts it like this. He says, God spoke long ago through his prophets, but now he has spoken to us in his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of God's glory. He is the exact representation of God's essence. He sustains everything by the word of his power. (laughs) Now, what would these first readers have made of Jesus as God's word? John is writing into a a couple of cultures, uh, Jewish and Greek or Hellenistic. And they already had concepts of the word um, and or the word of God. So if you think for a moment about the Jewish scriptures, 
you probably will be able to bring to mind uh, something like Psalm 33 that says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. Or Isaiah 55, it says, My word, and this is God's word, um, my word will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire. Or again, Psalm 107 says, he sent his word and healed them. Isaiah 40 says, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God lasts forever. So you will see that um, the, the Jewish culture carried these ideas that God's word is active that it creates, that it does something, that it heals, that God's word is outside of and beyond time. And God had spoken through the prophets. But the shocker is this, that now the word comes in the flesh. It, the embodied word of God, the same word that created humanity, now choosing to come as a human. Living out what God is saying. Living out what God wants and what God is like. And you can see him and touch him and experience him. The nearness of God's word now is what is astonishing and unprecedented. And there's another word of the year. <laughs> I wonder how it is that you see the word of God. Maybe you believe in God, but he is, or it seems that he is distant from you, especially maybe in these strange times. Maybe you hear him, but he seems far from you. I would encourage you to ask God to show you his nearness. Ask him for an encounter with the nearness of his word in Jesus. His word is near and it is life-giving. Now the Hellenistic or Greek concept of word was different. They saw word as a sort of rational principle that gave unity and significance to absolutely everything. It was, it was the law at the center of everything from which every natural law found its particular expression. It, it was the starting point of everything that exists. So it was some kind of impersonal force. And the shocker of this logos, this word, was this, that it's not a principle it's a person, the one who sustains everything, the one who holds everything together, the one apart from whom nothing was made that was made, the one at the very center of everything. John names this person as Jesus. 
And maybe again, you're someone who does believe in some kind of higher force. Maybe you believe in a power that governs the universe. You hope at least that there is something powerful and something good at the center of everything that, that guides us, that helps us know what is good or right. A bit like gravity, it stops us from just floating off in random directions. But John says that life force is God in person. God in the person of Jesus. We said before that in the beginning, God created humanity in his image with the gift and responsibility of words, which would release life and death. And the most important word you will ever speak is the word you speak in response to this word, this word of life that has gone out from God in Jesus. What will you say? Going back to my tumultuous relationship with John, we got to a point where I had written a letter to John saying, Let's not communicate anymore. Please don't contact me. Don't phone me. Don't write to me. We need to go our separate ways. But he ignored that and sent me a message saying, will you come out for supper? And oddly enough, I said yes. <laughs> and we had supper. I can't remember a single thing about that supper. But after supper, we walked out onto one of the bridges that goes across the Thames in London and he said these words, will you marry me? So we actually moved from not speaking to being engaged. Now, although I had not seen this coming, I did know this. I knew it was a time to respond. And so I did, both quickly and decisively. I said yes. I think I said, are you serious? But then I said yes. And there are these moments, aren't there, in life when it is time to say something back. It is time to respond. And John, as he wrote this gospel, is creating a moment for us to respond to the word that is Jesus. And if you turn to the very end of John's gospel in 2021, it says this. It says, these things have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. And John uses the word for belief or believe over a hundred times in this gospel. Now, I noticed that little... Little's Christmas tagline for this year, I don't know if you've seen it. It says, Little, a Christmas you can believe in. But please, don't make the mistake of believing in an award-winning mince pie. <laughs> John here is appealing to you, as he was to his first readers, to say a yes to Jesus. And just as Jesus 
didn't leave a note, but came as a living word, a word lived out, a word made flesh. He is asking you for a living response. Not just an assent to a set of beliefs, but an I believe that will shape the way you live the whole of your life. Not just I will hold these beliefs, but I gladly surrender my life to this person. God has spoken in Jesus. So let's take a moment. I'd love you to ask yourself this question. What will be your reply?